glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the fourth day of March 2020. It's a Wednesday. Are we coming in hot today, Big J? Coming in hot? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? That means we're firing on all cylinders? No. We are. What's the matter? I just, you know, it's rare. That's a rare thing. It's rare to be firing on all cylinders? To be feeling good and ready to go? Yep. That's rare? So sad. Oh, man. Got to work on some self-reflection there, Big J. What's going on? Let's talk it out right now. No. Come on. I don't want to. What's happening? Nothing's happening. How many cylinders are you on? Three. Of a four-cylinder. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, Is that expensive to fix, knowing nothing about vehicles? Yes. It is? That is, is, uh, you might as well quit. You might as well get a whole new engine? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, are you going to quit on me? Yep. Oh, no. This show's gone off to a disaster. Well, don't ask stupid questions. All I asked was, are we coming in hot? And then you followed up with a question, and then it turned into a real big car. I'm hot. Feeling hot tonight. And things got off the rails quickly. There's a train metaphor for you. Setting the table for today, uh, Big J has a movie review for you. He watched a Dave Batista Pierce Brosnan vehicle last night called Final Score. And we're going to get the input as to whether or not that movie is worth your time on Amazon Prime. We're rhyming early and often this morning. Yeah. We also have tickets to 311 Soul Asylum and Local H. That show's happening Friday at the Rev Center. We will also give you a chance to win some tickets to our free X show with the Blue Stones and Royal Bliss. Stone Prophet and the return of Local Legends Abrupt Edge. That is happening on March the 29th at the Knitting Factory. We'll talk a little bit today about a show that was announced yesterday at the Knitting Factory. If you're a fan of the X's Facebook page, uh, you may have already had this information, but for those of you that aren't, and by all accounts, Big J, there are thousands of you that listen that don't like the pay Facebook page. And shame on you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. Why don't you? Why don't you like our Facebook page? I don't know. Maybe people are staying off social media. It's an election year, all that kind of well, stuff. Well, here's the thing. You're not going to have to worry about any of that with our Facebook feed. That's true. We don't post anything uh, about any kind of politics. We don't even talk politics in the show. We we only post good stuff. That's quite the bar you said now. Yeah, well, it's true. We don't spam. We don't post a bunch of stories that lead back to our website. No. A bunch of other obnoxious radio stations. It's true. It's true. Just full Big J news. It's all that's on. No, Facebook there's none page. of those. <laughs> there might be one, but it's rare. You got to dig deep in that Facebook page to find it because it is years ago. It was a really weird warp tour day. <laughs> uh, and of course, we also have a opportunity for you to go to hell with us, which is coming up at seven thirty. But uh, we should play some jams for you before we get into some important stuff. Pack a lunch. We got some Guns and Roses right now. It's November rain. On the morning after with Nick and Big J and the X Rocks. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by Carrington College. Start realizing your full potential with Carrington College's diverse range of affordable in-demand certificate and associate degree programs at their Boise campus. Most programs can be completed in as few as 3 to 19 months and they have hands-on training taught by experienced professionals in the field. If you want to learn more, visit carrington.edu to get started. Well, Big J, like it or not, people are freaking out about the coronavirus. You understand? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and even here in Idaho, it's happening. Uh, people are taking supplies and, uh, you know, erring on the side of caution. Some not leaving their own homes. Okay, that's a little... You're being a little out of hand. Idahoans have a new resource when it comes to finding answers to questions they may have about the coronavirus outbreak. To help handle the increasing volumes of calls from concerned citizens, the Southwest District Health in Caldwell has set up a call center staffed 
with volunteers that are there to answer your questions. The health department says they are closely monitoring the spread of the coronavirus. It has sickened more than 90,000, killed more than 31,000. Excuse me, 3,100, excuse me. Please, I want to get those yeah, numbers right. I'm not, I don't want to add to the... You're starting to get to pneumonia levels now. The call center will operate between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. You can call 208-455-5411 if you have any questions about it. 208-455-5411 is the call center line. Not open till 8, but if you have your questions, start writing them down on a piece of paper. Getting ready to go. Speaking of the coronavirus, the Olympic Committee said yesterday that this summer's Tokyo Olympics are going to happen, coronavirus or not. Mark Adams, who is the representative from the IOC, said the games are going to go ahead on the 24th of July. We completely expect to deliver them on that date. All the advice you've been given is that this can go ahead from the World Health Organizations and other organizations. Adams' remarks came after Japan's Olympic minister had hinted a delay could be possible till later in 2020, saying the contract for the Olympics only calls for the games to be held within that calendar year, not specific dates. So if they were having some serious problems, this could be a way around that well, issue. Why would health concerns stop the Olympics now? Never did, right? Yeah. I mean, they had them in Brazil. <laughs> that really bad, disgusting water that they had to swim in. <laughs> yep. Uh, only thing that delays the Olympics so far is war. Everything else seems to be open game. Uh, Brett Gelman, Big J. You may know him as a former guest of the morning after twice over. He is a comedian. He's done several things on Adult Swim. He's also prominently featured in Netflix's Stranger Things, and it has been announced that he will be a series regular on Stranger Things Season 4. Gelman plays the journalist-turned-conspiracy theorist Murray Bauman, uh, who showed up kind of, what, about halfway through Season 3? He was in a little bit in Season 2, and then he showed up halfway through Season 3 and then was on the rest of the episodes, basically. Yeah. Uh, he was also on Amazon's Fleabag as it swept the awards season this year. He has a lot of things under his, his credit, and now he can be a uh, Stranger Things series regular, too. So you're going to see more of, of Murray in season four of Stranger Things. Are you okay with that? Sure, sure. He's coming in hot. Brett Gelman's coming in yeah, hot. Yeah, he's coming in hot. All right. Now we know. Now it's been defined. Yeah. We have set the bar with Brett Gelman. Now we have to decide if we're hotter or colder than Brett Gelman. What do you think? Nope. You're not going to decide that? Not as Brett Goldman. Okay, we're not. So we're coming in colder than, than Brett Gelman. Let's get his name right. And then... That's the, that's the best right there. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Vaden, that is Zoe's song here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, your send nude song of the day. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. It was called Game Over. Nope, Final Score was called. Final Score! (laughs) I'm getting my sports metaphors confused. idiot. Uh, Tell me who is in it. Tell me all about it, Big J. All right, so uh, this is a Dave Bautista uh, movie. He is starring in this, uh, and you've got some other characters in there. uh, Ray Stevenson, Pierce Brosnan is in this. Um, Let's see. I think that's probably the most people you're going to recognize in here. And... um, Basically, what you got here is Dave Bautista's character. Uh, He's a former Navy SEAL and kind of a a mercenary at this point going around working uh, as a a contractor for different people. A contract killer? No, no, contractor. That's what they call them when they go and do... They don't call them mercenaries anymore. They call them contractors. So uh, he's doing that, and then he stops in uh, the UK to visit uh, one of his uh, his old friends who who, uh, died in battle with him when he was in 
the um, Af- Iraq war, A- Afghanistan. And so he's been checking in on his daughter uh, to just make sure she's doing okay because he feels responsible for his death. He was their commander and, and um, it, was, it was a bad situation. And she loved going to the soccer games uh, with her dad at this particular uh, soccer stadium, which is the last uh, time the stadium's going to be played in. And so uh, he wants to take her to the stadium and she didn't really want to go because she's having she's a a teenager and she's just having a rough time obviously losing her dad and getting into trouble so uh, she ends up going with him to the soccer match and that's where you have this whole thing situation break down where you've got Ray Stevenson playing this uh, Russian uh, you know uh, I, I guess you want to call him warlord, who at a time, uh, you know, was was pretty much uh, the small country in Russia, which they don't really name, but you can call it Chechnya if you want. Uh, him and his brother were kind of taking over this country, and there's a lot of unrest, and then uh, his brother allegedly passed away, and that's when you have this character, Bruce Brosnan's character, Pierce Brosnan's character. And so basically what happens is uh, they... Uh, Ray Stevenson's character and his uh, group of mercenaries come in and put the stadium on lockdown because they're looking for his brother. Right. They think he's still alive? Yes. And so uh, they 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 know that he's at the game, and so they put this uh, the soccer field in, in lockdown, this, this old uh, soccer stadium, which, by the way, can be completely locked down so nobody can get out. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's... I mean, there's metal doors and, and all kinds of... Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of ridiculousness <laughs> here. And so uh, the, the, you have the action movie. It sets into place the diehard in a stadium situation. And uh, Dave Bautista, you know, has got to uh, he's got to, to balance a lot of things. One, uh, trying to uh, get the bad guys, but also find because he gets separated from his from this kid. And he's trying to find her and at the same time save the day. Okay. So it's not so much like a terrorist situation. They take over a stadium. It's more like they're looking for a... Why, does the brother not want to be found? No, no. He's He actually faked his death. Okay. So that... But they, in order to rekindle this, uh, this revolution that they're trying to do, they need him or need to publicly uh, execute him. Uh, uh, and so they, these guys don't have a heart... Uh, they, these guys have no qualms about executing people. Uh, it's something in the movie that, that you're going to see uh, time and time again and uh you know there's some good stuff in here and there's also some not it's kind of you know i've seen it before the the weakest link here is, to me which is crazy is dave bautista really um because you know i he's so good in guardians of the galaxy but this is kind of a straight character that he's playing there's not a lot of humor opportunity there and he's really good at that so uh he's kind of the weak link here and i'm trying to find uh the young actress um I believe her name is Lucy Gaskell. Uh, she is the young girl that is uh, is the friend of, of Dave Bautista's dad. Um, she's actually really good in this. Yeah. And there's a couple emotional moments as she's coming to grips with uh, the loss of her father and, and the fact that his her father was serving and, and died trying to save people that he didn't even know. And now she's without a father. So there's some real, you know, there's some actual important messages in this movie uh, wrapped up in this weird, crazy thing. You could do worse by watching this. I'm guessing, though, when you describe it as diehard in anything, it's probably not going to be a very original idea. But is it worth watching? Is it Big J approved? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that are really funny. I don't want to give away a joke. I told you off air. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty hilarious. But, you know. It's um, funny. And it's racist. But it's, uh, it, it's just pointing out stereotypes. Correct. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. You, you know what? Dave Bautista gives it a good shot. Not, not a problem. I approve. Big J approved. The movie is called Final Score.
And it is officially streaming on Amazon Prime. Big J says check it out. Final score approved. Big J1, movie nothing. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is official. We have an announcement to make, Big J. Yeah? It is now illegal to use a handheld device while driving in the city of Boise, Idaho. Oh! The Boise City Council voted last night unanimously to approve a hands-free ordinance. That makes it the second Treasure Valley City to enact a ban on cell phone use while driving. The other city, Big J, is Meridian. Yep. Uh, That went into effect back in October. Uh, Boise's ordinance uh, basically bans drivers from using their cell phones unless it's connected to the vehicle's Bluetooth hands-free mode. Uh, the ordinance goes into effect immediately, so it is now banned right now. However, they're going to give you a few months grace period. You're still going to get pulled over, but they're just going to give you a warning. But beginning July 1st, $90 every time they catch you on your cell phone. Man, I wish we could pull people over. You want to do a citizen's arrest I on mean, texting how often have you seen it, though? I mean, with somebody <laughs> just buried oh, in their phone. all the time. I see it all the time. Yeah. Mostly at stoplights, but I, every once in a while I'll be driving. I'm like, that person is on their phone, like, hardcore. Well, right you know, stoplights one thing, but when they're driving and it's just like they're looking down on the phone and you can count how many seconds they're, they're yeah. looking. That's when I like to do the pit maneuver and then just drive away. Spin them out. That'd be great. And then go but about my way. That's assault, brother. <laughs> that's very true. Do not do that. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it's effective immediately. So they're not messing around. You now can get pulled over for that, although they'll just give you a warning. July 1st is when the tickets go up. So get ready. The advocacy group for college athletes has called for March Madness, the college basketball tournament, and other NCAA winter sports championships to be played without fans. And the idea isn't totally being dismissed. Uh, Donald Remy is the NCAA Chief Operating Officer, and he told Bloomberg News yesterday that we have some contingency plans planned for all circumstances. Now, the NCAA announced yesterday they're going to set up an advisory panel about the coronavirus, saying that we're going to conduct our championships as planned as of today. However, if things get bad and the situation escalates, we will actually play the men's basketball and women's basketball tournaments, which begin March 17th to March 20th, respectfully, without any fans in the arena. It would be the weirdest thing ever, right? That would be really weird. Agreed. Meanwhile, uh, Chicago State University said its men's basketball team won't travel for two conference games this week, and the women's team won't host two games. That's the first cancellations by a major sport in the U.S. because of the virus. And so, mostly because you can't trust the filthy people in the audience to wash their hands. <laughs> yeah. So, there's filthy that. Filthy animals? I mean, it, it could, this could all be avoided if we just were clean. Yet we refuse Wash your hands! Stop touching your face! We announced this yesterday on the old Facebook, but Pop Evil has announced an extensive North America tour that will kick off May 8th in Toronto, Canada, eh? And conclude June 27th in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, support will come from a great band called Joyous Wolf. We're finally going to get a Broken Love Show, Big J, all plugged in here in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, I mean, what a lineup, dude. And Junk Bunny as well. Junk Bunny? Yep, you've heard of it. Nope. Pop Evil has been hard at work in Los Angeles this winter for their brand new album, which is due out later this year. It will follow up their self-titled 2018 album, which featured Waking Lions and Be Legendary, both of which went to number one. 
And June 3rd is when Pop Evil, Joyous Wolf, and Broken Love and Junk Bunny will be at the Knitting Factory Concert House. That is a show you're going to want to go to. Not only is Pop Evil fantastic, but those opening bands are really, really, really good. Yeah, we got the chance to see Joyous Wolf uh, in Las Vegas and uh, become friends with Tim, uh, the lead singer. Uh, they're a great band, man. Yeah, he chased him down on the street, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And so, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool to to check that out and glad that that show's coming to town. So tickets are going to go on sale Friday. Uh, it, of course, is presented by 100.3 The X Rocks, part of the 25th anniversary concert series. We will have your tickets as we get closer to the event, but very happy Pop Evil and those bands are coming to town. Rocks. Cleveland, Ohio is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And yes, Ohio, it, it Ohio. reminds me very much of something Big J would do. Oh. Uh, only because it's it's very put me in a box, will you? It's not. It's just one of those deals where it's it's a passing comment that started five years ago, and then the opportunity for it to come to fruition happened, and so this dude went all in and didn't care about anybody five else. Five years later? Yeah. Oh yeah, I like so, it already. It all starts five years ago, right? And there is a woman named Reva Weinstein, who at the time was 16 years old. And had her younger brother, who was 15, and she was talking about how she can't wait to get married, right? Yeah. And she wants to marry this dude, whatever the case may be. And they had just started dating, and so her younger brother, being a typical 15-year-old, was like, Listen, Reva, you just met this guy. You're talking about marrying him. Give me a break. I said, if, I, if you invite me to this wedding, I- I'm going to bring a llama. And then she's like, shut up. You're not going to ruin my day by bringing an animal to my wedding. That's not going to happen. And he's like, yeah, it's going to happen. That's just the way it is. Deal with it. And so they bickered and argued back and forth for a good 20 minutes. And finally, Reva just gave up and said, fine, whatever. And so fast forward to last weekend. It was time for Reva to get married. It's five years later. Is it to the same guy? To the same guy. And so when uh, when she sent her the invitation to uh, Mendel, he texted her. Uh, just rented a llama, LOL, right? <laughs> oh, he's not bringing a llama. Right. And he lives in a different part of the country now, but he came into town for the wedding. And when he showed up on Saturday for the wedding, guess what he brought with him? A llama. A rented llama that he got from a farm in Cleveland, all dressed up in a tuxedo. And How do you get a tuxedo for a llama? It was a $400 deal, so he had a commitment to the bit. Again, Big J. Committed. Uh, and uh, you have to kind of see the picture that he had posted on Reddit. We might share it on the Morning After Facebook page. But she is very unhappy with him bringing a llama to the wedding. Llama's on a leash. It's got a handler. It's dressed up in a tuxedo. And he looks like he's happy as a pig in fleet. And she is very unhappy that a, that a wild farm cool. animal is brought to her wedding for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's funny as a joke, but probably not funny in real life. Number two, you automatically make somebody else's big day about you when you do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's supposed to be her deal. And then you're bringing a farm animal as your date to a wedding. It automatically becomes all about you. Yep. You know, if you wanted to make a joke about it, you should have just okay, went through the whole thing, but then a few minutes afterwards sent the llama on its way. Right, right. You know, uh, or bring a picture or something. But no, he went all in. He rented the, the llama for $400 for a llama man. farm near Cleveland. He even had a custom tuxedo made for the llama. And they put it on the llama. He's 21 years old at this point. That's a level of just sheer douchebaggery that <laughs> it's hard to get get with. You know what I mean? Right. 
He said it was worth every penny, but he's not done, by the way. Oh, no. So he was he went all in on the llama joke. So he decided that, you know, as a really funny joke, he bought two inflatable llamas, dressed one up as a bride and one up as a groom and put it at the head table before the wedding. No. And no. so that was like his theme for the wedding. It was at the sweetheart table, if you will. She says she's thankful that, uh, Reva says she's thankful for the close relationship she has with her brother. And he definitely made her wedding memorable, but he's, she's still not very happy about the whole situation. She says, quote, I've definitely started planning my revenge. He should sleep with one eye open. So there's that. Uh, and so who knows how this is going to plan out. But again, it's a full-on commitment to a bit. It was a throwaway joke one night five years ago that this dude double, triple, and quadruple down on. Yeah, think if he was this serious about something. Oh my god, if he was, yeah, right. He should be a doctor at this point. As committed as he is to think. But, she appears to be okay with it now, but that one picture, she does not look okay with it at all. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. Smashing Pumpkins, and today here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, number one movie in America is The Invisible Man. It went way above expectations. It is a profitable film. People are into it. It's well-reviewed, and it stars Elizabeth Moss. Now, that means she is very popular, so she's making the the rounds. And she was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, which is a show I have never seen, nor uh, do I know why people watch but I get it. I get it. People do watch it. They enjoy it. It's been renewed for like its 18th season, so some people are enjoying it. But either way, she was talking about a rumor that was circulating earlier this year that I hadn't heard at all. And that was... Why would you? It's Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> that was that she was next in line to be Mrs. Thomas Cruise. As if. A gentleman that you love. You're a big Tom Cruise fan. Now, here's what they have yeah. in common. Both of them are very high-profile Scientologists, you understand? And, uh, and they have a, a tendency to uh, usually team up with each other to form super Scientologists, I believe. And so Tom Cruise had done this before with Nicole Kidman, who has since been removed herself from Scientology, and with uh, Katie Holmes, who also has removed herself from Scientology. Both of them were Scientologists while they were with Tom Cruise. And so now the question becomes, Big J, for some reason, explain to me your vitriol towards Elizabeth Moss again. Yeah, I don't know why either. I just don't like her. Okay. Mostly because it's the first time I ever saw the stupid trailer for the stupid Handmaid's Tale movie show on Hulu. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that looks awful, and she's in it, so I equate her with awfulness. Okay, so this has nothing. So even though she was in Mad Men and, and critically acclaimed Guess before what? that. I never watched Mad Men either. Okay, but you don't have the hatred towards Mad Men. Yeah, I would never watch it now that she's in it. Gotcha. <laughs> or Us. So, what is Us? Uh, isn't that a movie? Wasn't that a very popular movie? Us Didn't is I- definitely a movie, but Elizabeth Moss is not in it. So you're okay. Uh, but she... No, she was in that movie. She was in that movie? Yeah. I saw that movie. Who was she in that okay, movie? I, uh, Kitty Tyler. Kitty Tyler? Dahlia. Dahlia. I don't remember. Is that the, the Jordan Peele movie, Us? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that Way at all. Way to pay attention to the I movie, dude. I don't remember dude. her at all. Well, she's yeah, certainly not I'll the star. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because she's not memorable. 
Yeah, no, she's not in it very long. She definitely getting that Scientologist bump. Uh, but she uh, she does deny the rumors that she Thank was uh, involved with Tom Cruise at all, or that there was any kind of weird. Uh, set up happening behind the scenes. Uh, she said that she saw some text messages from some friends early in the year and denied that that was ever a case. But the question would become, would that bring her up in your book if she was hooked up with Tom Cruise? No, that'd bring Tom Cruise down. Okay, so Tom Cruise would move down in your likelihood because of that. I guess the question, I mean, were you ever a Katie Holmes fan? Um, ye- no. Okay. No, not really. But you didn't have this weird hatred yeah, torture no. for no reason. No, Like yeah. you have with Elizabeth Disgust. Mon. It's more disgust. <laughs> Just because of a trailer? To a show that yeah, everybody seems to like? Yeah, I also don't find her attractive in any way, shape, okay. or form. Oh, oh, I see. You're turned off by Yeah, her. yeah. I think she is. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to think of my no, kid. No, no, it's too late. My kid always tells me, say something nice about somebody. So she might be a good person, but I, I don't want to see her in anything. And I'm glad I didn't have to see that stupid Invisible Man movie. <laughs> You might yet. Watch out. No. Uh, and I'm so sick. don't have to worry coronavirus. about Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Moss together, but it could have been what a, relief. a situation for you. Uh, but who knows? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff. Let's not forget we got your pop culture smackdown, your chance to win some 311 and Soul Asylum tickets on the way. Nick and Big J. At the end of the day, Big J, humans are just big, dumb animals. You understand? Yeah, I do but we're a little bit more animalistic than you might expect. According to a new University of Kent study, they found out that men can actually distinguish between the sense of a sexually aroused woman and a non-sexually aroused woman. Oh, boy. Now, this sounds like a superpower to me and one that I do not possess. See, what happens is they had men sniff a bunch of armpits, you understand? (laughs) Oh, wow. How do you get that gig? (laughs) You volunteer for it. Uh, And then they rated the, the, and they said, okay, do you find this woman more attractive or less attractive without looking at her? You know, you had to go on snow. Oh, God. And so they found that uh, when a woman was sexually aroused, they found them more attractive than when a woman wasn't. You understand? Because I don't. No, I don't. The researcher says that sexual interest may entail more than meets the eye, and we hope the current findings encourage further research to examine the role of smells in the human condition and where we get from those smells. Well, I just hope that when you detect that smell, that you turn into a transformer, that that noise, you know, the sound effect. Yes. I I can't do it. Yeah, that that would come in handy. But what does that, what does a transformer have to do with it? It transforms more than meets the eye. Oh, I see. Oh, man. More than meets the eye. Now I get it. But I guess more power to you if you can figure that stuff out. Do you want to know that? I don't think, number one, I mean, I don't want to get all up in somebody's armpit to figure it out. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, and that's not usually where, you know, not to go into detail here, but, (laughs) you know, I would think that would come from somewhere else. Smells? No, smells definitely come from the arousal parts. I see, I see. Well, yes, I mean, I think there are clear signals for sure, but uh, from a scent perspective, an olfactory perspective, if you will. It's a delicate issue to talk about on the radio. Yeah, well, you you didn't have to take it there, but you did. You're the one that brought up the story, pal. We were just talking about armpits. You started talking about other body parts. The Milwaukee Brewers and their all-star outfielder Christian Yelich are near a deal on a nine-year, $215 million contract extension. 
The 28-year-old was uh, the 2018 National League MVP. Quite frankly, he probably would have won the MVP last year again had he not got injured with about a month to go. Yeah. But he did win his second NL batting title, and uh, he's not going to go anywhere. So he's sticking around Milwaukee, which is good news for me. So hopefully, uh, you know, Antista Akunko Kampa, the Greek freak, uh-huh. will take take that into consideration. You realize these are two different sports. Yes, right? I do. But, you know, Milwaukee has a bad thing where they, they, they'll have great stars and then they'll leave. Well, that's not right. necessarily fair. I mean, other than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who would you put in that category? Um, well, nobody on the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks because they've never had anybody. They haven't had anybody of Giannis's talent for right. sure. I mean, Ray Allen was pretty good, but he tra- he was traded. He didn't leave. It wasn't his call. On the baseball side, yeah, I couldn't name you. Yeah, I mean, Paul Molitor, maybe, but again, that was just a, a Bud Selig was a really bad general manager uh, and a bad commissioner at that point, too. A judge in the college admission scandal says the University of Southern California has been covering up its preference for VIPs and their kids. Leading uh, credence to Lori Laughlin's lawyer's claims, USC has been ordered to turn over some documents in the case. Uh, they're trying to get Lori a little bit less uh, jail time. And so now they're, they're talking about how USC gives preference to a lot of people, not just people that paid uh, the side door applicants, if you will. The applicants that have power and money, apparently there's a bunch of them going to USC and they've just kind of picked on a couple of people. And so they're trying to blow this whole thing wide open and see if they can get a little bit less time in prison for their defendants. Or no prison. Right, or no prison at all. More like innocent. Uh, Well, I mean, listen, I don't think anybody's innocent in this thing. They're probably right where USC has done a little bit more uh, damage than is being publicly announced because everybody's so concentrated on the couple of celebrities that are involved in this deal. But nobody's going to come out here smelling like a rose or anything like that. So you have to keep that in mind. But I'm sure there's more that meets the eye with this story. (laughs) I just assumed that celebrities would have an end to get into whatever college they wanted to anyway. That's kind of what I guessed. So I I wouldn't be butthurt about it. I'm like, didn't that come with a package? I already assumed that celebrity kids were getting special treatment because of their parents. Uh, none of this is surprising to me. Does it? Is it a fair system? Absolutely not. But it's kind of something that I already assumed. Yeah, life isn't fair when you're not a celebrity. No. No. Money can we're, open up a lot of doors. Yeah. And the we're only out here thing, in the real world, people. The only thing that opens up more doors than money is celebrity. Uh, that's it. If people know who you are, you get in places. And if people know who your parents are, you're going to get in places, too. Uh, Big J's made a life doing that, right? Uh, no. Don't you know who I am? The Big J card, we like to call it no, right here? No, that... Wash your mouth out with soap. <laughs> Big J. I can't find a... soap anywhere anymore. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your pop culture smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, pop culture smackdown is brought to you by Carl's Jr., the new BFC Angus Dick Burger. Carl's Jr. can't make your job more rewarding, but it can make your lunch more satisfying because it's got a big old crispy wheel of cheese on top of an Angus patty. That's what I'm talking about. So thank you to Carl's Jr. We'll get you set up with tickets to 311. That show's happening this Friday, Nick, at the Knitting Fact, or I'm sorry, at the Revolution Center, uh, along with uh, Soul Asylum and Local H. Gonna be a heck of a show. We'll also get you tickets for a free act show, uh, which is March 29th at the Knitting Factory, and that would be the Blue Stones. All right, that sounds like quite the prize package. You will have to know some Jason Doucette stuff. Gonna celebrate his birthday today. Good luck, everybody. Nick, Might be easy. He, he sat in here with you for three hours. You don't yeah. know nothing about the man? No, I know plenty, about, but that was also, what, four years ago? Yeah. 
I remember every moment of it. And uh, I'm not sure we got into like biography stuff, but I remember a lot of things. I remember why he left Metallica. I think he'll be Is okay. That be one of the questions. No. Uh, 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown today. I say to the good luck, let's go to the phones. Good morning, The X. Good morning, man. What's your name? Good. How's it going? Good. We're hanging in there, man. Good luck to you. Jason Newstead was a member of what band from 1986 to 2001? Metallica. Metallica's right. Uh, Nick, what band play- had uh, Jason been playing before he stepped in to play bass for Metallica? Uh, yeah, see, I'm gonna be one and done. Come on, man! Um, I don't know much about his pre Metallica days. Uh, <sighs> wait, 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 wait. F- uh, you're there, you're there. Folsom Jetsam, Jetsam, Folsom, Folsom, and Jetsam. Flotsam and Jetsam. Flotsam? I'll take it. Flotsam? I'll take it. It's close enough. Flotsam. So you don't embarrass yourself in front of people. Thank you. Uh, on April 9th, 2009, Jason Newstead joined his former Metallica bandmates for this special occasion. You know what that was? Uh, I don't. Oh. Take a guess like I did. Well, what well, would I be something after he played afterwards? What? They did ask me what band he did afterwards, I know. It's <laughs> one of the next questions. Oh, uh, you got to hang on long enough to get there. Sorry, sir, but thank you for playing. Hello, the X. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, on April 9th, 2009, Newstead joined his former Metallica bandmates for this special occasion. Uh, was it like a celebration of Metallica where they had uh, Jim Brewer playing with them? No, I mean, it was a celebration for sure. It's a big deal. It was like their 40th anniversary? Nope. Wrong. No. Hello, The X. Good morning, The X. Good morning. Hey, here's Big J with your question. April 9, 2009, Newstead joined his former Metallica bandmates for this special occasion. The Icon of Rock concert thing that uh, was on MTV. Yeah, that was part of it with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that right. was part of the, yes. co- the concert package. There you go. Nick, what broadcast reality show was Jason Newstead a part of along with former crew drummer Tommy Lee? Uh, was that Rockstar? Yeah, Rockstar Supernova. Right. After his time in Metallica, Jason became the touring bass player for this bat-obsessed singer. Uh, can you repeat the question? After his time in Metallica, Jason became the touring bass player for this bat-obsessed singer. Ozzy Osbourne? There you go. All right. And Nick here, uh, Jason severely injured his shoulder in 2006 trying to catch what? The coronavirus. Yes, that's correct. All right. No, uh, it was uh, <laughs> baseball. Nope, it was not a baseball. It was a bass amp that was on a shelf that he was trying to get, and it landed on him. It was also used to record the Black Album. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Congratulations, man. Tickets to 311 Soul Asylum and Local H are yours. Congratulations. Hang on one second. We'll get you all hooked up, plus we'll get you some free extra tickets with Bluestones. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Coming up in a few short minutes, we're going to do a run of headlines. That is next on the (laughs) X-Rock. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Grandma, no! Uh, what? And not cool, sir. Grandma, no! So much for fitting the grandmother stereotype. Lisa Nugent is 50 years old, and she has just confessed to selling thousands of dollars worth of heroin from her own home. Oh, boy. Police say they sent an informant to buy heroin from Nugent Nugent back in January and February and executed a search warrant over the weekend. They say they found 112 bags of heroin, 
and a whole bunch of needles in her home, as well as $3,000 cash and a handgun. Well, that sounds like a drug dealer to me. She was known as Grandma Heroin in the neighborhood. <laughs> Granny H. Granny H. The grandmother now faces up to 40 years in prison if she's convicted on all charges, which I'm guessing she will be. That's 90 before she gets out, Big J. Hey, what's Grandma cooking? She'll be great-great-grandma heroin after that. Heroin? Oh, cool. Uh, what or not cool, sir? Not cool, sir. You gotta wonder what prompted this reaction, but an airman in Alaska was demoted and just got a letter of reprimand after he peed in his squadron's office coffee maker. The man also faces charges of being absent without leave from November 27th of last year until he was detained on December 2nd. His rank was lowered to Airman Basic, which is the Air Force's lowest enlisted rank. Charges against the man were made public on a Facebook page popular with enlisted Air Force personnel. The post has garnered more than 400 shares and nearly 650 comments. How does he not? I mean, you know, I get it, I guess. Like, why he's still in there? But why don't they kick him out, right? Peeing in a coffee yeah. thing is How not is cool. he not flying a transport plane full of rubber ding-dongs? <laughs> Top Gun style? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that'll be addressed in Maverick. Coming soon to theaters. Fortunately, that guy's passed away now. Uh, wrap it up with, uh, what? This would definitely sound warning bells in most people's brains, but a man dressed in a pink inflatable unicorn costume was seen lurking around Westward Junior High in Yuma, Washington. In one photo, the unicorn can be seen on a scooter. The school district says they're aware of this situation. They're confident in their partnership with the Yuma Police Department. A few students say the unicorn just kind of hangs around and does little trips by on the scooter during outdoors PE, but school officials say they can't really do anything since he's off school property. But it is weird that a grown man's dressing up like a pink unicorn driving around a high school. Agree or disagree? Big yeah, that's uh, that's a red uh, pedophile alert. A red pedophile alert? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't like any of that either. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being weird, but then there's a certain amount of weird that is just like you're, you're stepping over some weird lines there that I don't like. I mean, you could dress up like a pink unicorn in your own time. That's cool. Drive around on a scooter. I'm cool with that. But like doing it around no, a school no, 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 is no. weird. It's not, that's not cool. Well, I mean, you're not hurting anybody. What do I care if you're dressed yeah. up like a pink unicorn riding around on a scooter? No. It's the high school and kids thing that's creepy. It's creepy in general. <laughs> you're right. But there's nothing wrong with the first part. Anybody can dress up any way they want, I suppose. None of that stuff bothers me. But don't do it around the kids. Weirdo. Make creeping people out more so than you normally would. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Must feel pretty good. Three days grace. I am Machine here on 100.3 The X Rocks Morning After with Nick and Big J. And Big J, one of the biggest rock bands in the world, have changed lead singers. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Ghost, they played uh, their final uh, stop in uh, Mexico City for their uh, Prequilla tour album cycle. And on stage, uh, they had uh, a little pomp and circumstance, Nick, while uh, the, the amazing saxophone solo was going down in uh, Miasma, uh, that song, um, uh, Papa Nilla, an ancestor to all the papas, Nick, mm-hmm. uh, collapsed in a large group of sisters came out around Cardinal Copia and transformed him into the new Papa. So we have a new Papa Emeritus the fourth. Papa Emeritus the fourth. One, two, and three dead. All hail Papa! And it seemed like, you know, uh, this time around it was like Cardinal Copia transforming into Papa Emeritus, whereas the other ones were kind of killed off, quote-unquote. Yeah. This one was like a full-on transformation, like a, like a, a butterfly emerging from a cocoon, Big J. 
of Sisters of Sin, if you will. Right. Uh, but, you know, it is all about it, and, uh, you know, it's got a different look to them. I mean, it's very fancy and uh, and cool, and it certainly has that ghost I, look that you are familiar and with. And I'm sure it'll get refined a little bit uh, <laughs> as we get closer to uh, to what they're going to do next year. I, and I'll say this. I'm kind of happy to have Papa Meredith back, because as much as I enjoyed the Cardinal Copia side of things, he was easily the creepiest looking one of the bunch, because he had, like, the mask yeah, over the makeup. Yeah. Then like it, it, I don't know. It's very, it was very. There was something off-putting about good, it. Good, good. Yeah, but I but I still enjoyed it very much. And uh, and Ghost of course has another album coming out. Uh, we're not going to hear it until 2021 next year. But that means that Papa Meredith the Fourth will take over things from there. So prepare yourselves accordingly. Get your figures purchased, Big J. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be some merchant stuff. And I wonder if uh, Cardinal Copia will be on tour like the Papa One, Two, and Three were. In the uh, in the the coffins that you could see, that was very cool. It very was. cool. Uh, maybe just maybe. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we're definitely going to give you a chance to win some stuff. We got some bad impressions. That's happening next on the X Rock. On one hundred point three, the X. And another amazing morning after prize package it includes tickets to three eleven Soul Asylum and local H at the Rev Center this Friday, Nick, on the sixth. We also have tickets to our free X show, which is coming March 29th at the Ding Factory, brought to you by Corwin Ford. We've got the Blue Stones coming into town. We've got Royal Bliss coming into town, and then here in town, going to dazzle you and razzle you, Stone Prophet, and then Abrupt Edge. So. All that can be yours if you can figure out bad impressions today. going to be fun. It's a double team supreme. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you would like to play bad impressions. It works thusly. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody that is fairly famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, you got not one but two concerts you're going to here in the month of March. I'm going to try to make Craig Gass uh, proud today. Oh, you're really going to do an impression. Yes. Yeah. Hello, the X. Hi, do I get to play? You do. What's your name? My name is Liz. Good luck, Liz. Here we go. Thanks. I can't seem to find my communicator. Next one. How come no one wants to bring back TJ Hooker? Next one. Con! Con! And I'm looking for a person, right? Yeah. Yeah, ideally it is the person that, that, that Big J is trying to impersonate, yeah. Patrick Stewart or John Luke Picard? No. Boy, you're, you're in the, in you're the, in the, the universe. World. You're in the universe. But that is not the person that we're looking for. <sighs> this. So that's the wrong captain. But thank you very much for playing. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Sorry. Good morning, the X. Hi. Hey, did you hear Big J's clues or do you need him again? Um, I need him again. I can't seem to find my communicator. Yeah, I'm going to need another one. How come no one wants to bring back TJ Hooker? Hooker's a good cop. Ah. Next one, please. Con! Con! Ah. Somebody from Star Trek? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you think of Star Trek, who do you think of, though? Uh, Captain Kirk. Will you Great, accept yeah. it, Big J? No, no, he's Captain won't. Kirk. Oh, he doesn't understand it. Who played him? William Shatner. There, there you, you go. go. We got there. It's a long walk, but we got That's there. That's a breakthrough. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Hook you up with those three eleven tickets and those free X show tickets to Blue Stones and Royal Bliss. And why is little Billy Shatner in the news? William Shatner. He is. Uh, he's on the record, Nick. He's done. He's done playing Captain Kirk. Is anybody asking him to play Captain Kirk? Maybe they were. 
Maybe somebody was, and that's why he decided to pull the uh, ripcord. All right. But, uh, you know, he's a very active person out there in the tweet land. And uh, somebody, uh, CBS All Access is giving life to the uh, Patrick Stewart character. So a fan asked Shatner if he would consider a series based on Kirk. And he said, no, I think Kirk's story is pretty well played out at this point. And I don't think he's wrong. Well, he did die. I mean, they killed him off. It's the movies. In Star Trek Generation. I don't remember. They never killed. They obviously didn't kill off Picard, right? In the movies. I don't remember. I I saw them all, but I don't think they did. But they definitely killed off. I would like to see Captain him at TJ Hooker now, the chief of police. <laughs> chief Hooker? And then you got to bring back Heather Lockley. <laughs> oh, no. That's a whole other animal. You want to stay away from that probably as probably. much as possible. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Although William Shatner was in the Treasure Valley a little over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And he, now he did, he's got a show on uh, Discovery called The uh, Unexplained. All right. Nice. What does he do? Explain things? You know he takes mysteries and then uh, talks real slow and talks like this. He also did Rescue 911, didn't he, back in the day? Wasn't he I the host mean, of that show? Maybe. Rescue 911. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up this show and 100% less William Shatner impressions next on the X-Rock. Five-figure death punch inside out here on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Reminder, if you are looking for a newer used car, a great place to do that is a Team Mazda Subaru. A great place to get started, GoTeamSaveMoney.com. That is the website that's got the inventory upgrade, the payment calculator, everything you need for your next new or new used car adventure. Thanks to Team Mazda Subaru for their support. It's going to do it for this Wednesday show. We were busy today, man. We had a chance to give away a couple of cheap pairs of tickets to 311. That and Soul Assign, that was great. Congratulations to our winners today. We also had a chance to get a full-on movie review from Big J, who said the movie final score was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I really stumbled through that, uh, through that review today. I thought it was pretty, I mean, you at least broke it down a little bit and didn't spoil it, although I get the feeling the good guys win at the end. Yeah. It is an action movie. Well, you didn't have to confirm my suspicions, but I appreciate it. Man, they're not listening now, probably. <laughs> There's a whole new, a whole new crew. Statistics would bear that out. Of so. people that you ruined the movie for. Catch it to the podcast. Hey. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he said check it out. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. We also had a chance to find out that Big J's hatred for Elizabeth Moss knows no depths. Uh, it's very deep. Yeah, and I planted my foot in the soil. I'm never coming back. Very unexplained. And we also uh, found out that uh, nobody's asking William Shatner to do a little bit of Captain Kirk, no. but he's done with it. He's done. A fan asked him. It's played out. Yeah, but I mean, not he real He just people. answered. He just... Not a, no. I mean, they're all the real people. No, I'm, what I'm saying is nobody with money that's going to pay him to be Captain Kirk again. Well, yeah. Once. He says like this, I'm done. I'm, it's played out. It's played out. But he's right. Uh, tomorrow on the show, Kathleen Madigan, comedian, going to join us. She's going to be at the Knitting Factory on the 12th of March. It'll be great to welcome her on to the show again. And, of course, we'll have more tickets to 311 as well. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, today is National Grammar Day. Oh, boy. So I'll find a way to screw that up. So to say, how do you celebrate National Grammar Day? See, you know, here's the thing is I, I never used to be terrible at grammar. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I was going to college to be a mass communications and a journalist. What happened? Uh, I just stopped caring and decided that the world of, uh, of grammar uh, was filled with rules in a box, and you can't put me in a box. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just certain things. That, uh, most of the time, your grammar is great. You're terrible with possessive commas. I'm a loner, Dottie. Do you get it? I'm a, a loner. Got it. A rebel. Uh, but, so you will not be doing anything to celebrate National Grammar Day is what you're saying. I might write one small complete sentence. All right. 
But we get you to break that down, that sentence for us, and map it out for us, and see how it came together. But like your old school, uh, middle school days. I will. Period. Doing a sentence map. That's just, the end. That works. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will see you I tomorrow. Win! Jason Drew is coming in at some point. Uh, but don't forget your next set of X-Rock brought to you by Taco Time. Taco Time is hiring and it's not your average career. You can learn more and apply online at tacotime.com. We'll see you tomorrow. See you, X-Rocks.